for Christmas. I was like, Alex, can you give me this caftan I keep getting ads for? And so that's what I'm getting for Christmas is a caftan. Yes. Yes, like, mom. You are a caftan lady. I am. I can't wait till I'm into Palm Springs. What's, my, what's my old mama piece of clothing? I feel like you're going to end up like Iris. And just like that, that lady who's like 400 years old in New York that wears like 25 bangles and has those big round bug eye glasses. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, wonderful. That's going to be you. Oh, yeah. You're going to be Iris. Okay, gorgeous. And you're just going to be like, you know what they always say. It's like you can walk out the door with one necklace. I always walk out with five, you know. Right. It's, it's, it's going to get very like Smoker's voice like back yeah. in 2012 when I saw Colts <laughs> at the Austin City Limits. I don't know what accent I'm doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not really. You're going to be smoking. You're going to have cigarettes in in between every finger. Yeah. And you'd be like, I was the first person to put Heelys on the front toe, too. And out came talk. 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 Hi everyone! Hi. Hi. Jingle, jingle jingle jingle! Oh my god! You said jingle jingle at the same time. Wow, our minds are aligned today. Our mind, it only took us forty-two episodes. Forty-two, the answer to life. Oh my god! Look at that. That's at yeah. That. That's what we're on. We should do that. I don't know. Does that movie really remember? Does anyone remember really Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I actually watched movie? it recently, and it's I great. enjoy it because I like love the book, and I think. That its sense of humor is like fun, and I love existentialism. It's no, it's no I Heart Huckabees, but it's no man. It's a fun watch. <laughs> it's um, diet I Heart Huckabees. But I like stuff like that, um, and yeah. I nobody else in my family slash like Jesus and Audrey, my, who was there too, were like, eh. no, yeah, the movie's fun, and it also has our Christmas uh, Christmas special alum and Alan Rickman and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, so yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, there you go. It's a Christmas movie. It's Christmas in space whenever you want to yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, 42. <laughs> it's also, uh, this is the official last real episode. Mm-hmm. There will be some goodies. Some goodies. Our- of season one. We're No, we're not going away. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my God, I'm sure someone, oh my God, I know somebody else hearts dropped all 13 of our fans. Um, um, yes, no, we're not ending. We're still going to continue no. doing Stribual Movies, even though I am moving yes. to LA because we already do this shit remotely, so... Oh yeah, Nothing's we already change. we've only recorded two episodes together. I know they were fun though, but they were fun. They were chaotic. They were chaotic. Um, but... You know that Beth Hart song, the um, "Damn I Gotta Get Out of This Town." Yeah, and not a great song. Not out of LA. You got to go into LA. You got to get into LA. No one is get ever singing LA. about going to LA. Everyone is always yeah, no. singing about leaving LA. <laughs> get me out of this hell world. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't wait for that to be me. Um, That's gonna be you. But yeah, yeah, we're we're. This is our last episode of season one. We will have some mm-hmm. two two bonus episodes on our yes, break we before we come back up in mid January. Just so y'all mm-hmm. know, so there'll be a month of break, but there will be two weeks yeah. of, of, of a little content. I think y'all will like yeah. it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, and we're going to, um, during the two weeks that don't have the, the bonus content, we're going to replay some of our favorite flop episodes um, because we've got to boost those numbers somehow. Yeah, yeah. We, so, know there, we know y'all didn't listen to Event Horizon. I, we want you to vote in a poll on which episodes you think we're going to pull <laughs> to make our, our, uh, our first season a little bit more compact. If, yes, if you will. Thank you. I think we'll probably, we're only probably going to drop like what, like four episodes? Get rid of yeah, like four no. of them? 
Yeah, it'll probably be the first four. Oh, the Princess Bride's fun. Nah, I think we should keep the. We should just. Well, I don't want. I don't want. That. I want them to guess. I'm not gonna tell them. Yeah, they get to guess. They, they don't get, get to. Guess. They don't get to know. But there's definitely no, gonna be one rest. near the beginning that we get rid of, and a couple mm-hmm. when we were in our flop era with audio mm-hmm. that we're gonna yeah. also get rid of. Um, <laughs> but every. Yeah. But but I would say the last like half of the episodes we've done, we're gonna keep because they've. Yeah, they're, they're all great. So past Shrek, we were on a roll. We really have been, and. And thank you so much for sticking by us. And, you know, thank I'm drinking you. some some Tempranillo right now. And mm-hmm. I just finished packing up so many of our frames and things. And I'm mm-hmm. feeling a little emotional. So this might be the episode yeah, where you hear me cry. <laughs> We're going to talk about this incredibly nostalgic and kind of ironic movie. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Well, welcome to Straight People Movies, the podcast where we two guys get together. We watch a movie made for straight people. And we ask the question... Why? <laughs> Why won't you give me the Red Rider BB gun? Why? Why? Why did you ask me to stick my tongue onto this pole? Why? Why'd you triple dog dare me? Why? Okay, because truly though, there were honestly mm. something with that because that was really rude. Like you can't say rude. no to you can't one of skip those. It. Yeah, you can't. Although, have you heard Triple Dog Dare by Lucy Dacus? No. Oh, that's the song. Okay, everyone was gagging about VBS or whatever on the new album, which the new album is fine to good, but the last song, Triple Dog Dare. That's the song. Okay, I'll check out. You know, I was listening to an interview she did on uh, KUTX last night, and I really, really like her as a person. I've oh, she's never, cool. Like, loved any of her music, but I think she is a very like we would get along like super well. I oh think. yeah. I remember whenever I saw it, so I saw Boy Genius in San Diego, and how they build it. It was like Boy Genius. It was a Boy Genius set at the end, and then a Julian set. Or sorry, I'm going backwards. Headline Boy Genius, then Julian. Before that, Phoebe, and then opening was Lucy. And Lucy was, every between every song, she'd be like, I know you're just here, Phoebe and Julian. And then just start like, you know, I don't think, I don't want to be funny anymore or whatever. And it was That's so, so sad. That's so funny. But it's, Poor girl. But it's kind of true. You know, it's so weird because she was famous first. Yeah, she was the first person. She was the first one out of the three to like get attention. Like people like Phoebe and Julian would have like opened for her like five years mm-hmm. ago. It's crazy because it's, yeah, it was like... Lucy popped off, and then Julian got a little bit of notification, notification, a notice for sprained ankle, but then really popped off for fucking yeah. uh, turn off the lights. And then Phoebe kind of popped off a Stranger in the Outs, and then she just took over the world of Destroyer. Destroyer Punisher. Destroyer yeah, is, I was like Destroyer. is from Destroyer uh, New Pornographers. Yeah, yeah, and then Destroyer's Kaput came along in 2011. <laughs> Chinatown? Bay of Pigs? Wow, this is a puzzle. It's almost like a series of vignettes that all somehow interlink. Oh my god, it's like our movie, which is the third movie in our Christmas series. And what movie is that? Um, we are doing the A uh, Christmas Story. <laughs> That's right, baby. This movie, um, I guess I'll just say it now, whatever, but it's like, I have never seen it all the way through in one sitting. I have only seen it episodically. Like, I guess, like, the Lord has, like, it's my own memoria, um, oh where I God, only see it <laughs> one, like, one millisecond at a time. Uh, but yeah, I guess, it, but, you know, that's how the movie is kind of formatted, but it's like, it's always on TV in Christmas time. Right. Like, especially on TBS, like, that's the thing they do it for, like, the two days straight. 24 hour, or 48 hour, or whatever. Isn't yeah. that wild? No, too much. Yeah. The only movie that should ever be on repeat is The Shining at the Overlook Hotel. I think that is super That's right. fucking cool. <laughs> um, That's right, baby. Yeah, we're doing a Christmas story. You know, 
much like a lot of other movies that we've done, especially the 80s ones, this is a good example of another movie that was kind of like mid when it came out, no one cared. Mm-hmm. And then it just over the years, the streets have really just taken it, cultified it, and now it's a classic. It's not even a cult oh, movie yeah. anymore. It's a classic. No. This is a full-on organized religion movie. Yeah. Uh, they show this at the draft house all the time. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's my dad's favorite Christmas movie. I think it's a lot of dad's favorite Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's not sentimental, like, at all. It's, like, yeah. literally, like, it really does give, like, ironic, like, anti-Christmas Christmas movie. But now it feels not very anti-Christmas because it's such a standard now. Yeah. So this weird. This weird. Yeah, it's This so movie's weird. real weird. Yeah. This movie's <laughs> very weird. Like, uncomfortable at times. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was watching it, and then I forgot how it ended, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to stop watching right now. I don't want this movie to be dark. I feel like this this movie was made by deeply troubled people that didn't realize they were deeply troubled. You know what I mean? This is, uh, you're getting some stuff out with this movie. Yeah, but they're like, haha, it's funny. And you're like, is it, though? Because you seem traumatized. You seem to have gone through some stuff. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay, sis? Hello. 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 Is there anything in there? Hi. Are you okay? Hi. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. So. All right. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, let's knock this let's knock this opening out. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, this uh, week we did a Christmas story, the 1983 Bob Clark film, starring Peter Billingsley, Darren McGavin, and Melinda Dillon, who's in Magnolia. Yes, she is. She's yeah. there building. You got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. 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 Yes, Melinda. <laughs> you tell Jimmy Gator. <laughs> What does she say to him when she walks out the door? She goes, what do you mean you didn't know? How could you? <laughs> so good. Oh, God, her crying at the stoplight is probably my favorite. Like in that part of Magnolia where everything's about to hit, literally things are about to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite like setting is like everyone else is doing some shit, but she's just stand sitting in her car at a spotlight and just letting it go green or red, green or red, just sitting there doing nothing. And I just right. like, we've all been there, bitch. We've oh, all yeah. been there. And oh. Melinda, she, I love she doesn't come to play and she doesn't come to play in this either. Oh no, she's incredible. We love her in this movie. She's incredible. Yeah. I need to rewatch Magnolia. Oh, yeah. So this movie, (laughs) in case you haven't seen it somehow, um, it's a series of Christmas vignettes all set during the same year. But they're all like sort of related, but not really. But really the main thing is that Ralphie wants a gun, a BB gun for Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's that's, and everyone just keeps telling him that you're going to he's going to shoot his eye out, which is what spoiler alert. He almost does at the end. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, it feel it's weird because it's like I wouldn't say that this movie is like I think accidentally very good and it's like because it's I mean that like plays with memory really well it plays with the narr the narrator really well the idea of the narrator because it feels like you're talking about memories the whole thing it's very Magnolia <laughs> uh, where we may be through the past but the past isn't through with us sort of thing right yeah because it's all. There is no really like I guess there kind of is a linear story of it, but it is it it feels like somebody's you're sitting around the fire, yeah. And you're like you'll never believe this crazy Christmas I had. Well, yeah, it's like it's it's insane that that much happened in like three weeks. I know, <laughs> yeah, so much happened, and it feels like 
it it both feels like it's being told by a child and also by an adult. Like I like the switches it does from whenever so you can tell it's Ralphie going in there, or you can versus you can tell whenever Ralphie as a child is experiencing these things. See, that was one of my things with this movie that kind of th- throws me off every time, and I don't like. This is like gets into like the boomerness of it a little bit. Yes. For me. Oh yeah. Is it's like the narrator is like so obsessed with like his childhood in a way that I think is like like borderline bizarre. Like it's like he like remembers like the. Like, he, like, talks about, like, lying to his mom. Like, it's, like, the mm. funnest. It was just weird. It was just, like, a, a, yes, a child would feel that way, and that's fine. And I guess he's trying mm-hmm. to get into his, the child headspace. But at the same yeah. time, he talks about it with such, like, reverence. And, like, like it was, like, the best time of his life. And, like, I just don't relate to that. I don't think gay people relate to, like, being oh, nine yeah. and liking their lives. Okay, okay. So, so it's a, today it throws work. me off. I'm like, yeah. what? Today at work, I don't know how I started talking about it, but, like, my boss was like, yeah, I think everyone, it doesn't matter, like, how you're raised or whatever. It's like, you, you grow up to be the person that, like, you grow up to be or whatever. And she was like, I, it was something about, like, how are you raised? Like, it basically came to, like, how are you raised? And I was right. like, well, I was fucking gay the last time it was, like, bad to be gay. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was, it sucked. So, like, I tried to get out as soon as possible. And I was like, you're mad and scared all the time. Like, we don't have nice memories of our childhood. I repressed all of mine. Right, and that's what I'm getting at. There's just something about it, like, <laughs> like, yes, he could, like, like, I don't mean to get, like, deep, but I'm drinking Tempranillo, but... Ooh, classy. It's just, like, that scene, for example, where he's, like, made to put, put on the bunny suit. It's iconic, mm-hmm. and it, it is funny, and I laughed. It's a very funny part of the movie, but a memory like that, I think, to, like, a straight man is, like, oh, God, it was so humiliating, ha, 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 mm-hmm. I don't wear this, like, bunny thing, but I feel like as a gay man, if I was, like, humiliated in that way, like, as a child, like, that would stay with me probably for the rest of my life. Because oh, yeah. even by the time you're eight or nine, like Ralphie is, you're already, like, overanalyzing, like, your masculinity, your femininity, like, being girly, being a baby, like, mm-hmm. and trying to, like, fly under the radar. I feel like most gay guys when they were kids, you're flamboyant, but you're also very sh- painfully shy. Oh, yeah. And I was like You don't that, want anyone to know? find out. Yeah. The so whole... Yeah, the whole time you're telling, you're keeping this very loud secret, and it's the worst thing in the entire yeah, world. Yeah, so it's like moments like that. Like if I had to wear like a bunny suit like that and like humiliate myself in front of my family, like it would have really stuck with me, because mm-hmm. you're already being made fun of by your the kids at school. You already get kind of, mm-hmm. kind of maybe getting comments from your mom or your dad or, or your siblings about the way you act and like having a like lisp you, or you, whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. You like live in a society in which there are gay jokes. And right. Sort of and you're like yeah. not tough. Like, you, I mean, I know some gay kids can be tough. I'm not trying to like blanket all of us, but I feel like for yeah. the majority of us, we're, we're all big softies. So it's just mm-hmm. like, we're sensitive and it's like, it's like, there's so many scenes in this movie where like children are being like humiliated and yes. it's meant to be funny. And I actually, like, as a child especially, found those scenes to be deeply disturbing. Like, mm. the scene with, like, Santa and the elves, I thought was very funny this time it's, around. Because I, like, love yes. watching kids be, like, in turmoil now. <laughs> but as a child, it was, like, really terrifying because I was just scared of everything when I was a kid. Yeah. There you are know? two scenes in particular that are truly, like, disturbing. And it's, number one is the pole scene. Mm. It's, where so, pole. it's so fucked up. It's I don't think so it's funny up. at all. It's so scary. Like, I would... I, I was so full of anxiety watching that scene, and I know it's supposed to be funny, but it's like the most anxiety. I don't think it's funny at all. In the I hate that scene. It is not. I hate that scene. And I think the second, and it's definitely played for laughs, is whenever Ralphie uh, cusses 
outside the car and he like says that his friend told him that word and his mom calls yeah mom beats a shit out of his friend and it's definitely like played for last it's like oh like you're just like listening to your friend get abused <laughs> that you caused totally yeah exactly and even like when they were like the part where he i think this is when the narrator really got to me and why i don't like the narrator too much in the film mm-hmm. is because he literally says Teachers don't, or adults didn't know what's up. It's always better to not have gotten in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like when she's like, you should feel guilty. And like, again, he's correct. Like children feel that way. But I feel like an adult reflecting back on his childhood being like, ha ha, we got away with having our friend, like having to rip his tongue off of a pole. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, is there no like, like self-reflection, anything about this time period, except for like, ha ha, I love Christmas and I got my BB gun after all. <laughs> it just, it just feels very juvenile to me. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. grow up. Like. And I feel like straight people, like, the way they talk about their childhoods is always like this, though. They're always like, yeah, it was such a dandy old time. I'm like, wow, what's that like? Yeah, I have no idea what my childhood was like. I refuse to, like, that's how I know like, when I get, like, too high is, <laughs> like, whenever I am, like, remembering on childhood. Oh, me too. That's why I don't smoke, Dylan. Like, I, I don't know if yeah. I've talked about this on the pod too much, but I don't smoke weed because I already am a really, like, introspective person. I don't mm. need any help in that arena. And weed, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of times unlocks it even more. And then I'm sitting there thinking about some stupid shit I said when I was in third grade that I'm still embarrassed by. You oh, know? it's the worst thing in the entire world. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I, I feel, I, like, I've been, like, hanging out with you, like, a lot recently, like, that past week. And this past week, so it's, like, the one-year anniversary of me getting diagnosed with bipolar. And this past week, I've, like, had, like, a kind of really rough time because I've, like, re- been thinking about but not only reflecting my past year and, like, my growth and all that good shit, but, like, all the times in my 20s and shit where, like, it was affecting me and I just didn't know, but everyone else knew. Like, it was, like, the second, like, coming out almost. It was the second, like, right. layer of being gay. Where I was, like, I never... There's that scene in Mind of the Gap where, like, there's the the woman who, like, had the, the one of the skateboarders' babies. She was, like, I went from being a girl to a daughter to a mom to a girlfriend and I never got to be myself. And it's like, right. I went, for, I came out and then I went straight into being my polar and like having this like crazy shit. I never got to like exist. <laughs> totally. And it sucks, man. Having memories sucks. Yeah. Uh, I actually take everything back. The movie blows. I mean, the <laughs> no, movie, there are fun stuff. In the movie is fun. fun I can see why people like it. It's a classic, but I agree with you. It, it, and I, maybe we're just being dramatic and we're just in our feelings right now. Cause we're both like yeah, going through so. tumultuous emotional times yes. right now. But yes, I, I, I agree with you. And this movie's always done this to me. It's not just this time. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel uncomfortable when I, I saw the play with my family at the Zach oh, Theater fun. a couple years ago. There's just something about the story and its tone that rubs me the wrong way. Not because I think it's bad, like you said. It's just because, mm-hmm. for me, childhood is, like, a horrendous place. <laughs> and when I watch yeah. movies about childhood that are, like, like a proper coming of age movie, I connect more with those because mm-hmm. loss of innocence, like growing up too fast, all those things are things I can really relate to. Yeah. And like being like just some like dumb kid, you, you know, who just gets into these like little hijinks and seems to never be like too affected by any of it. I don't, I don't know what that's like. You know, I wish yeah. I was like that as a kid, but Ugh, I, I was really affected by everything that happened to me, you know, and I still <laughs> yeah. am being therapized about it to this day. So, Isn't that fun? you know, uh, I think why a lot of people like this movie is kind of the same way that I watched it, which was, or until today, yeah. which is you only watch it in 15 minute chunks. Yeah. You like just have it on and then you're like, Oh, the pole scene or like, Oh, you watch like the Santa scene or you watch mm-hmm. the scene really beats up the other kid, which was, is a great scene and funny scene. Great um, scene. and yeah, I mean, 
It's just like every little moment. I think the leg lamp is probably my favorite storyline. Okay. Um, I love the leg lamp. I think the leg lamp is really funny because <laughs> it's so weird. It's just really weird and out there. And the father seems legitimately like somehow pulls off making it seem like it is an innocent thing that he like really loves this lamp and it's not like a horny thing. And I that's think that's a one. really interesting <laughs> yeah. balance that they did. It's a major award. Yeah, it's a major award. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's like a scantily <laughs> like it's a, it's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. You know, that's that segment is the one that feels the most like you remembering it the same way that you experienced it as a child. Like that's the one that feels the most childlike where it's like the, the adults, this sort of larger than life figure that don't really make any sense. Here's this like really surreal thing that's happening. Your house kind of catches on fire for a second. Right. Oh my God. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I love it. And I think that's when Melinda Dillon really gets to show off her like oh, yeah. kind of like, it's so funny because I feel like oh, usually female characters that are like acted and, and written that way usually come across as very like, um, like naggy and like, yeah. like shrewd. But I feel yeah. like the way she plays it, like it, it's funny, but it's also very real. Like I feel like we mm-hmm. all can see like our mothers a little bit in her. Oh yeah. You know, that scene where um he, she basically like sticks up for him and not telling the dad. I love that. Scene. I love that. See, that scene. is like, that's, that's the gayest moment in the movie because mm-hmm. again, like, nice we're going to get emotional. <laughs> we're getting a little emotional here, but I feel like when you're that's growing good. up gay, your mom always kind of knows. Mm-hmm. And it's always the dad that's like blindsided, right? Or mm-hmm. actually, when I told my dad, he was like, oh, I always knew. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. But he, you know, it's like there's those moments where like maybe you did something a little weird or embarrassing or something that you know mm-hmm. that your dad's gonna like clock you for and your mom would cover up for you. Yeah. And it was just like, that's how you build that like really amazing, that like amazing, but also slightly toxic relationship that gay men have with their mothers, you yep. know? <laughs> um, <laughs> A, a, a relationship I wouldn't change for anything, but you know, Not it's. It, 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 I did like that scene. It hit. It hit something in the heart a little yeah. bit. So there's yeah. there's good stuff in this movie. I just think overall, its tone and everything it's doing is just not my thing. And yeah, uh, it's so funny that it came out in the eighties. Um, be, because even though it's set, did you know it's actually set in the late thirties, early forties, Dylan? Really? I looked it up. I thought the movie was set in the fifties. Same. My whole life. Yeah. But I looked it up and like the little orphan Annie and all that other stuff, like that's all like late thirties, early forties. And they never mentioned world war two uh-huh. in the movie. So I'm like, Oh, it must literally be like 1940. And if you think about like the clothes they're wearing are like very Brown and drab and like the haircuts. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess this is like post like stock market America, especially yeah. with the dad talking about like stocks and like, winning prizes it's just really weird because i feel like in the 80s there was such a 50s nostalgia so yeah although like pegasus got married it's so much older like yeah and um but it, yeah but even though it's set like a bajillion years ago the humor is so boomer humor 80s like yep. my dad and mom think this is like one of the funniest movies on the planet oh, yeah like, it has like a surrealness to it like all the like when he remembers, uh, what's it called? Um, his teacher, like thinking that the his paper, her essay is like, the best ever, and all the all the stuff with the teacher, like where she like changes costumes and stuff, is so funny. I love any of the fantasy sequences. I like the, the one with the so like funny. the jailbirds or whatever that he like shoots. And oh, he's, like, it's he's, so like, yeah. Good. Like I thought that was so fun. And um, yes, when like his mom appears as like a jester with the teacher. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Like that, it's, it's a, so it, good. It, it's really fun. There's a lot of things to love about this movie. It yeah. just it has a mean spirited nature, and I know we've like 
champion mean spiritedness on this pod, but, <laughs> but only when gay people do it. Yeah, but only when gay people do it. I feel like this movie <laughs> is is very mean, and it thinks it's funny. And I feel like if I like pressed my like father or anyone else that loves this movie about like why they think it's funny, I think it's a lot of that kind of like, well, life's tough, and you know, yep. things like that happen. You gotta like laugh at it, you know. Yeah, and just like, I think eh. my my favorite vignette is actually I think like the smallest story, and it's the decoder ring. Oh, that bit was funny because he like has a full-on existential crisis afterwards, which is very gay to me. So and he's like funny. sitting yes. at the dinner table, just like 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 a little man now. He's like, I understand how the world works now. <laughs> I thought it's that was so very funny. Good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, there's a lot a lot to love about this movie. Um, yeah, we I, I we have a, we have a complicated relationship with this movie. It's it does a lot to us. I think at the end of the day, fucking it's a classic. Who cares? Watch it. Right. But it's not yeah. something that like we would probably choose to like put on on Christmas, like uh, like no. for Christmas. I mean, like, like if I had kids life. one day, this would not be in the rotation. Yeah, no, that's a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, this is a great Christmas. Topic. Christmas. If we have children, which we're not, because never we're again, gay and we can't have children, Mm-mm. and we can't I'm adopt, paying for chick kids, what the hell. But if we did have kids, I feel like yeah, the Grinch who stole Christmas, both versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would show Elf to my kids. Yeah, um, Elf was fun. Muppet Christmas Carol for sure. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas of is course. so amazing. Yes. Um, love the yep. claymation Rudolph. Um, yeah, all those, all the heat miser. Yeah, all that, uh, all that good stuff. I yeah, mean, I just don't think that would like. Yeah, I don't think like a Christmas story is just not like the thing about a Christmas story is it doesn't make you feel that feeling that like a Christmas, like a Christmas Carol gives you like, it doesn't yeah. have that like sentimental, like sh- it's schmaltzy, but it, I, it, I buy it when I watch the movie and I, I, yeah. I like that payoff. And I feel like with this, it is very like all he wanted was a BB gun and he got it. it. Like, there's really no point to the movie when you think about it. It's yeah. just like, he gets what he wants and then he ends up almost shooting his eye out. And like the whole movie exactly. is literally a, it's like the punchlines, the end. I think you can end the movie with like his mom coming to get him because truly the end of the movie is like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> it's so bad. It's so racist. Oh yeah. I didn't even it's, wanna, I don't even want to. Yeah. We're not going to get into it. If you know the end of the movie, you know the end of the movie, but it's well, truly one of those I things where it's like, Oh my God. Asian, like I'll just say this as just an observation, just to kind of think about for a second, but there's a lot of Asian like stereotyping and racism in eighties movies specifically. Mm-hmm. Like the famous, I mean, the really, the really bad one is pretty in pink, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just so interesting. Even like Full Metal Jacket has some very like unseemly representations of like yeah. Vietnamese people in it. And I just feel like the late seventies, eighties, like I don't know what was going on. I mean, we're always racist. I'm not saying that the, there's yeah. times where we aren't. It's America, baby. But there was a t- that time period we were just really focused on that for some reason, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But it's really uncomfortable watching it. Um, yeah. Mostly because it's like there's humor in that sort of stuff, but it's so clearly at the expense of them. Um, yeah. And it's no just like, so it's not funny at all, you no, know? It's just, and it's just like. And it's unnecessary at, like, for any time, but like, especially in this movie where it's like the, ex- the, all the jokes are kind of at the expense of like other kids or like parents, or whatever, but it's always like kind of, you know, they're like punching, I guess they are punching down, whatever, but it's like, not this bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I do think the part where he cuts off the duck's head is really funny. Yes. When they're like, oh, like, ooh, a duck's head. I don't want it to look at me. He just, like, chops it off. That was that yes. was really funny. Um, but, yeah, I agree that having that kind of be, like, where the movie ends is, like, 
Oh. Oh. Odd, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the movie doesn't really feel like it knows how to end. No. It just, yeah, it does kind of just, like, stop. Like, it just kind of runs out of movie. Like, the train track kind of stops. Did you know that Leonard Matlin and Roger Ebert both have it, had it on their great movies lists? Really? Yeah, like, this is, like, I truly <laughs> think that, like, this is such a, like, three out of five movie. Like, if I've ever seen one. Like, truly, yeah. like, I enjoyed it. Would watch it again if it was mm-hmm. on and I was forced to watch it again. But, like, yep. truly just don't think there's anything really that special about it, in my opinion. And but straight people think it's like literally like such a classic. So and I'm like, what about this movie? Is I think it's because it's such a great representation of what it's like to grow up as a straight boy. Yep, that's and what I it think is. It, there's that's the disconnect because I'm like, this is not what my childhood felt like. No, not at all. And I, it's crazy that like this movie, well, not this movie, like Bob Clark is the director who has directed, I guess the only other stuff of note that he did was Porky's. Right. And Baby Geniuses. Well, he directed one of my favorite horror films, interestingly enough. He Which one is that? Black Christmas in 1970. Oh, hell yeah. Have you seen the new one? The new one is terrible. I heard it's really bad. But I love the original. It's super ahead of its time. Like, definitely feminist leaning. Um, mm-hmm. Has a great cast. Um, Margaret Kidder, hell yeah. And it's, it's kind of like the proto slasher. Like, it predates Halloween by quite a few years and has, like, similar like pov shots and i highly recommend it. actually there you go that's a oh damn it i should have recommended it in the gay racks fuck oh well. this don't worry this gay rack is gonna be weird and well weird. whatever i'll have to kind of come up with something else but i think black christmas is a great example of like if you want to watch a movie that's an like it's truly a christmas movie because it's literally like christmas vibes are everywhere but it's a horror mm-hmm. film so i think you could compare it to a christmas story especially being both being by the same director it's like Christmas, but like it's not your typical Christmas movie. And if you're a horror nut like me, you'll love it. You know. There you go. There you go. There's so I add that to my my Christmas movie okay. list. Okay. Love it. Yes. Mwah. Um, why do straight people like this movie? Um, I think straight people love children. They sure do. They sure do. They keep having them. Like, keep stop babies having babies. Um, yes. I I no longer wish to see any pictures of your children. Yeah, we mentioned this last. Please week stop showing too. it to me. We talked about it last week. I don't want to see them. They're not cute. Like we said, more pictures of feet and um, and pi- I'll do pictures of your animals. I'll do pictures of yeah I'll animals. Take pets. That's fine. I'll take cats. I thought you were gonna say pits, and I was like, also. Oh yeah, pits, pits are so, great too. Pits yeah, are great feet too. and pits. Pits, um, feet. Um, you know, and if you're feeling brave, a bulge. If you're, you know. Of, oh yeah. Uh, if you're an entirety whitey, oh. Mm. We love you. Yeah, they love children. Um, I I don't get it. I don't get it either. I. I don't like movies with children in them unless the children are being, like, properly terrorized. <laughs> unless it's Mean Creek. Yeah, Mean Creek, Stand By Me, you know, like, I uh, love me a creepy child a la The Ring. You know, I love me, I love The Sixth Sense. Haley love Joel The Sixth Osmond's Sense. great in it. You the know? Others. The Others, those children are freaky. Kirsten oh, does so inter- I, You know what? I like a precocious child. Love a precocious child. Like, Kirsten Dunst interviewed the vampire, Anna Paquin in the piano, all the Oscar-nominated mm-hmm. child actors. Like, yes. love me those Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill serving. Quivinchene <laughs> Wallace serving. Yes. I love those children. Oscar-nominated yes. children only in my eyes. Uh, Florida Project, those kids. Yeah, those kids cool. can, can work. Love those children. But yeah, if you're, like, in some movie like this, like, you know, I'm sure that the boy that plays... Ralphie was a sweet kid and is a nice okay. man. But. So this is our second movie of the Christmas series that he's in. Because he's Ming Ming the Elf and Elf. No, he's not. 
Yes, he is. Wait, and which he's one's also that one? he's the one he's like the um the project manager. Oh my god, the one that's like maybe you're just not good at making toys. That was Ralphie. Yeah, that one. Yes. Also, Ralphie is like hot now. He is like stop. Here, I'll I'll drop stop. it. In the, yeah, just look at whatever his name is. Whatever the fuck his name is, Peter Billingsley. Oh yeah, he is like he's like a producer now. Um, oh my god, I would definitely let him eat my ass. Oh yeah, mama. Oh, he's so yeah. cute. God, those eyes are so beautiful. I know they're piercing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he... you can tell he's so straight though. I know. Oh, uh, that's well, this so picture of him—he's in a polo. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, Peter. Oh, uh, here's a picture of him with Tim Allen. Uh. Oh, oh, see, there you go. I he's don't a care. He can eat my asshole. You know, we need to watch a Tim Allen movie because I really want to talk, talk about Tim Allen. Oh yeah. Because I feel like Tim Allen is such a specific like type of straight person. Like, like to me, like when I think of like my dad and my mom and like what kinds of boomers they're like, it's like Tim Allen. Yeah. It's like that um, kind of more like libertarian, libertarian conservative type. Oh God. Who has yeah. money? It's not like John Goodman and Roseanne. It's like mm-hmm. John Goodman and Roseanne, but with money. Yeah. It's Tim uh, Allen. John- you know. Yeah. It- it's crazy that Roseanne started off as like one of the heroes of the working class, like representation of the working class in television. And is now just like a full on psycho. Yeah. We, that's what I'm trying to, you know, we keep saying that we, I miss working class heroes and I, it really is upsetting to me, like how monstrous the working class has become. Even when people like talked about like Trump and like how he got so much of that, like vote, like mm-hmm. from people, I was just like, I understand that you're like upset, but these are still like marginalized people in their own right. Sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a controversial thing to say, but like, if you're a poor no. white person, you're a marginalized person in my eyes. And, um, I just think that like the way we talk about like quote rednecks and like things like that is like, I just like really bugs me. I'm just like, but yeah, these are like people like, I, I, I mean, I grew up in like a, a much, like in a very affluent environment, but like people in mm-hmm. my family, my extended family are those kinds of people. And I love them to death, even if they're like yeah. conservative or whatever. And, I just, ugh. I think anyone that well, grew up in Texas understands what I'm saying. Right yeah. Now, you know? We just don't talk about class. We're afraid to talk about class. We are afraid uh, to talk about class. We are. Which is dangerous. Which we, sh- we shouldn't. The, you know, the, that's the actual divide is class. I um, agree. And like, maybe like people are rolling their eyes right now at us. Like, oh, every like white guy says that. And you're right. But it's just a time. You're correct. But it's also like with the workers, we're in a workers revolution right now. Yeah, I know. We have to band together and. Band together, destroy Kellogg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god, I yeah, read yeah. today what they did. I'm fuck Kellogg. Yeah, fuck them. I'm never eating any of their products ever again. Yeah, join a union um, and talk about your um, talk about your salaries with your coworkers because it's very important to know if you're being paid equally. Because at the end of the day, like I agree. I'm just gonna God. I'm like in a okay. I'm just gonna say what I think. I'll Pol- cut all this yeah, out. Pol- don't worry. Pol- politics, but like I'm at the point now where like I. I mean, fuck Biden. Already. Like, like, let's just get that out of the way. Like, yeah, fuck, fuck Biden. Biden, fuck Harris. But um, my big thing is, like, I understand why conservatives don't like Democrats. Like, I truly get why they don't like them. And it's because oh, most suck. Democrats are, like, old money. And they're, like, rich. And they, like, live charmed lives. And they don't know what it's like to be, like, a working class American. Mm-hmm. And I truly think that, like... Bernie Sanders is never going to work out, but we need like a Bernie Sanders esque figure for the working class. Like we need mm-hmm. like a liberal progressive leaning person that can speak to the working class people. And then that will, in my opinion, transcend race, gender, all of that. Because like mm-hmm. you said, class is like, is the, that's the, that is the big, that's the big bag, baby. That is everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that while we're caught up in all this other like minute bullshit, we're like losing sight in the fact that like, 
like pay disparity with like celebrity actors isn't going to change the world. Like you, no. like you said, unions and treating working class people with respect mm-hmm. is how we're going to change the world. Like, and I just like get so sick and tired of like, oh God, okay, whatever, I'm done. I just like, yeah. it's just so. <laughs> It just makes me so upset, like, when it's, I think about it. It's just like, girl, like, why are we talking about, like, Jessica Chastain getting paid $2 million less than, like, Oscar Isaac? Like, that is so, it doesn't like, matter. No, that's just not right. Like, I don't give a yeah. fuck. Like, I'm talking about, like, 80 hours a week. that get paid less than men that work in, like, factories and shit like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I fucking care about. And, they, and, like, celebrities believe in this, like, trickle-down effect. They're, they're secret conservatives. I sound like my mother right now. I know, also, here's the thing. It's like, oh. we, if we had health care in this country, if we had universal, universal basic income, if we had just help. Yeah. We don't have help right now. We're, yeah. We're fucked. We're I mean, alone. we're about to enter late stage capitalism and no society has ever um, been able to like progress like yeah, past yeah. this point. Um, yep. So yeah, we're fucked. Uh, anyway, so uh, what uh, else? Why do certain people of... love to start a Christmas story? Uh, guns. 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 This, this movie's about a gun. It is about guns. It's about a fucking gun. Have, did you like, ever uh, want a gun as a child? I didn't even want like a Nerf gun. Oh, bitch. I was on a gun I boy. had. Were you a gun I boy? I had a BB gun, um, and it was cool as hell. Um, I, was I never actually interested have, in that I stuff. I liked like 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 fake guns. Like I liked my like like lasers and shit. It's so funny. I was like ne- I was like really bad at laser tag. I was not interested in playing any sort of like gun related games. I did, never played gun-related video games. I didn't even like GoldenEye as a kid, which is like a mm-hmm. mid-64 classic. Um, no, I was such a little faggot. I just wanted to read <laughs> Animorphs and play Pokemon. Like, I yeah. really was, like, not here for guns. Look, I was more like, I liked, uh, I mean, a lot of, like, video game shit where it's, like, like swords. I could get into a sword. I'm not, like, Love I wouldn't consider myself. I'm just, like, not a weapon boy. You're not a weapon boy. You want to fight bare hands. No, I don't want to fight. <laughs> I want to be the girl on the sidelines watching my man fight, and I'm like, God, I'm gonna fuck him so hard later after he beats this. <laughs> You're a uh, Cookie Monster PJs and Hot Cheetos girl on the on the racetrack. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. You, yeah, that's me. I just like, <laughs> I truly like. It's so funny because a lot of people have incorrectly stated that like I'm like more like quote masculine for a gay guy, and I'm like, girl. Girl. I just dress kind of masculine. My personality and my interests are so gay. Like, I, like, truly, like, don't understand the desire to fight or to play with gun. Like, none of it. I mean, when the revolution happens, I guess I'm going to pick one of those babies up. But, mm-hmm. like, I will die in the first day. Oh, you know? well, that's the thing. I'm taking myself out, baby. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Are you going to get one of those Switzerland suicide pods? Oh, the suicide pod, bitch? Yes. I want one so bad. Oh, my God. They're kind of a serve. Can I get one on, like, Wish or something? I truly don't understand. Like, I guess we're going to talk about, like, controversial things today. But <laughs> I truly don't understand why people are against assisted suicide or, like, suicide like that. I'm just like, if you want to kill yourself and don't want to feel pain like i don't why would we like stop someone from doing that oh yeah look i mean i'm kind of in the, the if you're like i don't know like a severe burn victim yeah. or like this, like, really deformed or you're like, or, like dying in constant of cancer pain or something and you're, you're just like i'm not gonna live it. like fuck this shit yeah you have an expiration date like i'm what i'm gonna watch tv until i die no just fucking put me in a pod i like it i think that, like, me, taking ownership over your own death is like i 
to me, and maybe I'm speaking out of my ass here, but like it sounds liberating to me personally. Oh, it sounds so nice. It's so Synecdoche, New York. I want Diane Weiss to tell me to die. Totally. And I'll die. I, I just, I don't know. It's so funny, like, how people are so, <laughs> why are people so obsessed with living? For real. <laughs> like, I, you know like, what we're obsessed with? I'm like, I, like, I, we're obsessed with living. I, like, I want to like, keep living. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm not grateful for, like, my life or anything. But, like, I would consider myself someone that's, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm less fearful of death than the average person. But I, I think I kind of am a little bit in the sense of, like, I just know it's going to happen. And I don't have any, like, like I'm not kidding myself <laughs> in mm. any way that, like, it's going to be avoided. Because it's not. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but I just, like, <laughs> like when you watch, like, a show like Yellow Jackets. And you're, like, these girls are, like, literally eating each other to survive. I'm kind of mm. like, girl, like. Take me out. I just, like. I don't want to live that bad. I don't want to like kill someone. I don't want to like do anything fucked up. Like I don't want to like live with like guilt. I don't want to be in severe pain for a long period of time. Like what's wrong with that? Like I'm going to die anyway. Let me go my own way. Like I just, I don't understand. I think that everyone keeps holding out hope. Like every generation just holds out hope that we're going to eventually come up with like the answer to like everlasting life. So we all just like live under this like guise that like, well, you know, like I want to fight for my life because you know, who knows, maybe I'll get uploaded to computer black mirror style and everything will be fine. Uh, Honestly, upload me and then immediately unplug me. Yeah. I truly like for me, it would be like, Upload me. Let me live like my hedonism, hedonistic fantasy for like a couple of years, and then let like, you live Event Horizon, and then I'll just be like ready, orgy. like ready to go. You know? Yeah. You'll like tap on the window. You're like, all right, you can. Yeah, like I'm good. Like I've go. like fucked everyone I've ever wanted to fuck. I've like done everything I've ever wanted to do in this like fake world. Like I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like let's go. Let's take me out. Take me out, baby. All right. All right. This is yeah. This is this is our most. <laughs> this so got dark. Uh, should we pull up? We talked. We touched on it. What we said earlier. Nostalgia. Um, looking fondly on your past. That's a yeah. When thing. you're a straight white person, you're like, wow, the '40s seem cool. Yeah, that seemed cool as hell. Look at that. Look at that big. The only era store. that I'm kind of horny for is the '60s. Not because of like summer of love, but like I like I would do anything to be able to time travel and be like Andy Warhol's factory, like at its height. Uh, I was gonna say like early two thousands New York so I can just hang out with liars. That yeah, would be cool. Yes. Like be part of like the like New York like post punk and like indie rock scene. The meet me in the bathroom That'd scene. That'd be cool. Yeah. Late eighties like would be really cool, I think. Gregor like, Rocky hang out in LA. Yeah, hang out with like Gregor Rocky and like yeah. I I feel like I would like to be like in my twenties and the sixties, a teenager in like the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, and then, like, let's just like go back to like ancient like Greece just for shits and giggles. Oh, that sounds so much fun! Yeah, just hang out with Socrates. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get like no. most. Basically, the fifties and sixties are kind of cute, and the eighties and nineties are kind of cute. Fuck the seventies and fuck anything before the fifties. Yeah, no, I hate it. Um, child abuse. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, that's what they say. So they love children, but they also love child abuse. What beating children? It's not. It's punishment. No, mama. Whenever y'all were beating me as a child, I didn't like that. I didn't like that one bit. <laughs> it wasn't fun for me. I know it, it shouldn't have been fun for you, you weirdos. Did you curse as a child? Did you ever get in trouble for cursing? No, I did. I, I oh, never I, did. I got soap my in my parents. mouth. I got soap in my mouth. Oh, I never did that. What does soap taste like? It's horrible. Oh, I can imagine. Like, it's just like in the movie where he's like gagging and stuff on it. It's just. It's <laughs> 
No, my parents were creative when they put. Oh, they did like <laughs> they did, like beat me. Um, but I wasn't allowed to um like make anything less than a B. And if I made a B, I would get grounded for three weeks to time to my progress report or my report card. Uh, and I got everything taken away from me. I wasn't allowed to talk to my friends. Jesus, uh, that's like pretty extreme. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I understand. I didn't get my like, first... I understand being like, "Hey, if you're not gonna do well in school, like, we're gonna take away like video games and like things like that." But like, I wouldn't like isolate them from their like friends and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, I couldn't hang out with my friends. I couldn't do anything. It was yeah, uh, terrible. I hated it. Um, but also, I feel like if you if your child gets a B, it's like kind of on you, especially in yeah. their like early years. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. then like sit with them and do their fucking homework or like check over their essays before they're turned in. Like, I don't know. Like, be a parent. Yeah, please don't. I hate. I that's the one thing that I kind of hated is that it, growing up is that education was made to me as this sort of like dire thing. On, that's honestly like probably what fucking contributed to my mental health crisis I'm currently going through right now. Where it's like everything was this live or die thing. Where it's like if I wasn't perfect, it was the worst, and it made me like hate education and me hate learning and me hate going to school, and I like can't. <laughs> I can't no, like, I, Dylan, try anything. I, I completely understand. And like, I haven't like opened up super a lot about like my early twenties or like my teen years on like the pod or like just to people in general. But like, I definitely went through like certain things that made me like anti like school or like I started like acting out a lot. And I think mm-hmm. I developed like a lot of like my own like issues with mental health because of stuff like that. And it's just like, it's just like, I wonder, like, I, I mean, I think a lot of people with mental health problems, like, wonder this. It's like, I wonder if things were just, like, a little bit different or if, like, mm-hmm. things were just, like, a little bit more lenient. Like, if I could have, like, flourished, like, as a person yeah. easier and they wouldn't have taken so long, you know? <laughs> I think, uh, we talk about it a lot, but I think that's why that scene at the end of Mommy is so effective and so heartbreaking. Right. Where you see what his life would have been if shit was just all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just really different. painful, like to think about and like I was I kind of touched upon it on my interview that Chris did today I'll like let y'all know when that comes out if you want to watch it um but it's fine it's a, it, it just it, it, it I had a very tough time in my 20s and sometimes I like forget that like people that I've mm-hmm. met in the last like five years like I've gotten like so much better I have to like remind myself sometimes like hey like even just being where you're at right now like a mm-hmm. server at a restaurant with like a steady job like doing well like moving to LA with your boyfriend it's like hey mm-hmm. I might not be like taking over the world here at 31 but like Six years ago, like, I, like, was just happy to, like, be able to wake up. Not, well, I wasn't happy to wake up every single day, but, like, the fact that I was able to get up every day and not, like, get myself into all sorts of trouble was, like, a miracle, you know? So, I think that, like, again, like, I guess bringing it back to a Christmas story. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I love that this is all about a Christmas story. I think it's, like, hard to watch a Christmas story because you're just, like, damn, like, like, you're, like, you want to talk about Christmas? You want to talk about the Christmas that traumatized me? Like... (laughs) bitch like it'd be like david sedaris though i'd still make it funny you know but it'd be funny this would be a serve but it's really but, but little but little ralphie seems fine you know like or older yeah, ralphie fine. seems fine he seems fine. fine good for good for <laughs> you ralphie you. you're fine you did it okay is there anything gay about this movie God, fuck this episode <laughs> this episode's so fucking insane i'm so uh, sorry this is all my fault no, it's my fault too. Um, look, gay people, we we can't think about our childhoods too much, or else we'll go insane. Yeah, it's bad. It's really, really it's bad. bad news. Uh, I think the English teacher's gay. Yes, very. I loved her. Mm-hmm. She's um, incredible. I hope that that's the kind goes. of English teacher I am. Yes, just very like Every, well, okay. Well, gay people, gay people relate to their English teachers. They do. I always had a kinship with my English teachers growing up. I yeah. feel like all the other teachers never liked me, but my same. English teacher always really liked me a lot. Yeah, same. 
She let me just not do a six weeks once. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it ruled. I didn't have to do anything. Uh, it's because I lied and said that I wa- or read Taming in the Shrew. Taming in the Shrew, but I'd actually only watched Tending to Hate About You. Oh my god, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was like, I've already read this. I'm, I'm already familiar with the source work, so I don't have to do anything about it. That's um, so funny. Yeah, English teachers are gay. Um, is there anything else gay? I mean, like the mom, but like... Nah, not really. I mean, I love her, but I don't think... But, she's not giving yeah. gay. Um, I don't not feel like... Gay. I don't feel like, you know... Not, I mean, little his little brother might end up being gay. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing. That's like science. Is, that's what science said. Is yeah, like, the more boys you have, the more likely they'll be gay. But I'm the firstborn, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Wow, look at me and you. And that's why we're yes. tops. And, <laughs> that, yeah, that's the secret. That's the if. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love... Uh, uh, yeah, nothing else is gay about this movie. Um, there really isn't anything gay about this movie. I like the leg. Yeah, the leg. The gay. leg is a serve. She's I want to be friends with her. Yeah, she seems Ugh. like she'd be fun. Yeah, she's a fun fun to have at a party. Um, let's get to a gay recommendation. Oh, God, I don't know. Okay, so here's a gag about this. So, um, I know for Elf, we're doing something a little different. This is the season finale, so we're gonna break some rules a little bit. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's Breaking be rule breakers. Rules. So I was like, okay, the only movie that I can think of that is sim- is gay, this is Love Actually, because it's like vignettes, kind of one plot, whatever. But we've already suggested for Elf. So what I'm doing is I'm actually moving Love Actually here. So Love Actually is the suggestion for a Christmas story, and I'm going to retroactively add one for Elf. Okay. Like it? And like it? So um, for Elf, what I wanted to suggest is a movie that you showed me. One of my most favorite things. Um, it's a movie about a city. It's about uh, reconnecting parents oh. and child. It's Tokyo Godfather. Oh, yeah. I can't believe. Dylan, how did we not even think about this how movie? How did we not this think about Tokyo Christmas? Godfather? Oh. I know. That's the gayest Christmas movie. It's incredible. Dang. That is. Yeah. So, yeah, I brought this movie to Movie Club, and it ended up being a really huge hit with everyone. And it was. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. That was a really nice. Yeah. That was a really nice yeah. Christmas last year when we watched that. I liked that. Yeah, that is one of one of my truly. Oh, the Draft House is showing it on the twentieth. Oh, cool! I might go to that. Fun. It's not the Village. I have to go to North Austin. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, Satoshi Khan. Is this his last like feature? No, uh, he did. Um, no, Paprika was his last feature. There we go. Yeah. Um, so oh, then the Paranoid Agent Angel- is the series um but yeah it's a movie about three uh unhoused people yes um, people without homes that for sure they find a baby and they try to return it to their parents and it's such a great it's incredible movie. incredible um a probably one of the more thoughtful like portrayals of a trans person on film there are jokes they're expense but like that's what i mean yeah you it, can't it makes sense it, in the context of the movie but the movie came out yeah. like what like 2003 or something 2003, like that? i think yeah. yeah um it's incredible 92 minutes what else do you want and so much happens uh, in that 92 minutes so much happens yeah um and so yeah that's the suggestion i think for elf is uh yeah tokyo godfathers if you haven't seen any satoshi khan movies run don't walk yeah so He's good r.i.p king we can't talk did, like, about any of them extensively because they're all gay people movies yes he did Millennium Actress, Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfather's Paprika. Yeah. Like, what a perfect run. What a perfect R. run. If you haven't seen Perfect Blue, go. And watch stop it. listening. Go fucking watch it. It's unreal. 
Yeah. It's like, insane. It's like an insane <laughs> movie. It's an insane ass movie. It's crazy that it's, it exists. And I'm thankful for it. It should be on Criterion. Uh, get it together, Criterion. Get it together. Although I did just get the 4HD, uh, 4K UHD Criterion of Uncut Gems. Oh, beautiful. And Yee Yee. Yes, Yee Yee. Mama. Mama. I need to watch One that movie, two. but it's just so long. It's long. It's three fucking hours long. Um, is there anything else suggestion wise? Um, no. <laughs> No, no, I'm done. I've, this is enough Christmas for the year, I think. Yeah, no more. Got it done Christmas a little movies. early. I like it. Originally, we were going to do four movies, and then we were like, nah, no, nah. we're doing no, no, ma'am. Because none so... of y'all were going to listen to something on December 22nd. No, nah. no. What y'all are going to do is re-listen to the Logan episode. Yes, because we need more plays on that one, honey. Yeah, I want more. I want more numbers. Get those numbers up. Get the numbers up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a fun Christmas. Uh, do we have anything just uh, of the three Christmas movies we did? Anything that we want to say? Any final words? What was your favorite of the three we watched? I think it's an obvious. Elf. 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 That's by elf. far. Elf's incredible. Elf's great. Yeah. Elf was great. Fucking, elf was so good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Just if you're gonna watch any of the three, watch Elf. You've probably seen all three of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what we'll do next year. I'm excited. Well, we got to do the, the Santa Claus. Yeah, we got to do the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, Maybe... No, because everything else is gay. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and then Die Hard. Do you know Die Hard? Die Hard again. Die Hard Die Redux. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we watch it with friends and actually have fun that time. Maybe. Actually, we should probably just redo this and make it less fucking depressing. <laughs> Yeah. No, you know what? Y'all appreciate it, right? Y'all, y'all have a good time. Wanted, we're gonna get some... Y'all wanted to get to know us a little bit more, didn't you? Yeah. We're going to get some worried texts from people at like 10 a.m. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Please, yeah. Okay. Check in on us, I guess, if you want. Check in on us. Yeah. Check in on your friends. Yeah. Always a good thing. Um, because we are both unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, whenever we were watching Silver Linings Playbook, Kirk heard me, and I guess everyone heard me because I screamed whenever they were talking. It was that scene where Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence were talking about their medicine, and Jennifer Lawrence was like, what are you on? And he's like, I'm on lithium and Seroquel, and I just went, ugh! Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I hate it. Yeah. That's what I'm on. I hated the movie too. Oh, wait, what? Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, I think the movie is okay, but I think think as a person who has bipolar um it meant a lot to me and as a person who has a white stripe tattoo it meant a lot to me <laughs> oh uh, I, we, I think we, it's per- we, portrayal as a bipolar per- i think bradley cooper is incredible in it and should have won the oscar uh, jennifer lawrence is just not very good in it she's very bad at it it is it's like it's like weird rewatching it because you're like oh this is like an actively like kind of like bad performance yeah she is violently not good in this movie it's so weird it's she's so won. weird her Oscar should be for a supporting Oscar for American Hustle. Oh my God! Not American Hustle. She talks about the science box, and she's like, "You know, I like the top coat because it has this sort of perfume. You know, it's kind of rancid. Um, incredible. It smells putrid. She's so, she's a weird actress. Actually, she shouldn't have an Oscar. Let's be real. Yeah, she should. Uh, have she should have it for Mother. Okay, she was good in Mother. She's very good in Mother. My name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia. Find me on Instagram and at Letterboxd at Garcid. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-E-K-L-E. 
And that's it. That's it for ho, season ho, ho, one, jingle, baby. Jingle, Merry Christmas. Merry, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Um, All I want for Christmas is to get funk. Is to get funk. I'm sweaty. <laughs> I'm unhinged right now, everyone. I'm moving in like two weeks. And out came talk. Talk, talk. <laughs>